Good morning, Taft. It's good to see you back here this morning, wherever you happen to be, whether you're at home or uh, in your car, maybe in the park, maybe you're, you're out hiking, wherever you are, it's good to have you back this morning. And again, we're in my living room. It's entirely possible you're going to see some of my cats. If you do, let's have a little bit of fun. If you happen to see one of the cats, put a cat emoji in the comments. Um, I don't know, right now I think they're sleeping. I don't see any of them around, but they happen to usually wander in and around when they hear me talking, so we'll see if we see them today. Today, I want to start with just some honesty. You see, today's sermon is about prayer. And if we're honest, if we're honest, most of us have struggled. I know I have. There have been times in my life when I just felt like nothing I said to God was reaching Him. Or if it was reaching Him, that He just didn't seem to care about my prayers. And there were times when I felt like I should just stop praying. If you're honest, a lot of us have probably been in that same situation. But today, today I want to talk about dangerous prayers. You see, our prayers and our dreams are not two separate expressions of who we are. Instead, they are directly connected. See, when our ability to dream becomes weak, the same happens our prayer life. Big and bold dreams lead to big and bold prayers. But when we, when we feel wounded by unfulfilled dreams, we allow ourselves to only have safe and comfortable dreams. Which means that we settle for safe and comfortable prayers. See, prayer is the only antidote to our problem with praying. Let me say that again. Prayer is the only antidote to our problems with praying. When, when we, we have to pray, even when we don't feel like praying, even when we're not sure what to say, even when we feel like our prayers aren't being heard, we have to pray. And you know what? One of, one of the things that comforts me the most is that God wants the real you. You don't have to be fake with God. You don't have to hide your pain. You don't have to sugarcoat your prayers. He says, bring it to me. How do I know that? Because in Jeremiah chapter 20, it says this, O oh Lord, you misled me, and I allowed myself to be misled. You are stronger than I am, and you overpowered me. Now I am mocked 
every day. Everyone laughs at me. Jeremiah could be honest. He could take his pain to God and God one step from us. We don't have to hide how we feel. We can be honest with him. So today, I want to give you three prayers. Three prayers to hopefully get you back on track in your prayer life. Here's the first prayer. God, help me to trust your character over my circumstances. See, most of us allow the day-to-day circumstances of our lives to form our understanding of who God is and what He values. We allow our experiences to shape what we believe about His character. We start to think of God as some sort of a cosmic vending machine who only exists to grant our wishes. Or, since it was tax day this week, as a divine accountant who spends his days constantly checking over our thoughts and our actions in search of of mistakes to punish. It makes me think of the song, It Is Well. Beloved hymn, I believe we're going to sing it here in a little while. Horatio Spafford wrote that song, and, and the story behind it, just amazing. You see, Spafford was a very successful attorney in Chicago, but the great fire of Chicago not only took all of his wealth away from him, he also lost his son in that fire. In order to try and get past that, he decided that he was going to take his family to Europe. But at the last minute, his plans had to change. So he sent his wife and daughters on a ship to Europe, and he would join them later. Well, that ship goes down in the middle of the Atlantic. And all of his daughters die. And he gets a telegram from his wife telling him that she was the only one who survived. He gets on a ship to go meet his grieving wife. And as he gets to that part of the Atlantic, he writes those those sacred words from this song. When peace like a river, attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Can you pray that? Regardless of what your circumstances are, can you trust God's character over your current circumstances? Many of our circumstances are challenging right now. We're stuck at home. Many of us have lost jobs, lost income, struggling to get by. Can you trust God's character over your circumstances? You see, God never changes. 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. In fact, it says that in Hebrews chapter 13. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can use God's unchanging nature as a foundation for your prayer life. The second prayer I want to challenge you to pray is, God, help me to see possibilities when I am surrounded by impossibilities. See, there's, there's this father in the book of Matthew who runs up to Jesus in need of a miracle. And he believed that nothing was impossible for God. Jesus was in the middle of a conversation with others about fasting when this man interrupts him. Let's pick up the story in Matthew chapter 9. It says, As Jesus was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said. But you, you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. The man came looking for a miracle. And this was his last resort. So he went directly to the one person he believed could turn his impossibilities into possibilities. Do we have that kind of faith? We pick up this story. Jesus follows him and goes to his home. And we pick it up and it says, When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by her hand. And she stood up. Do you know why the crowd laughed at Jesus? Because they were looking only at the impossibilities. But when Jesus is there, anything is possible. Wherever you are right now, what dream have you stopped praying for? Is there any reason why you can't today turn and run to Jesus in desperation? Wherever you're at, He is there and nothing is impossible with Jesus. The third prayer I want to introduce you to today is God, give me faith. To say, even if you don't. In Daniel chapter 3, King Nebuchadnezzar sets up this huge gold statue of himself and he requires everyone in the land to bow down and worship this statue of him. 
There are three men who refuse to do so. Let's pick up when they are brought before King Nebuchadnezzar. In Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instrument. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then, what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your God. Or worship the gold statue you have set up. Talk about a mic drop moment. A, a powerful moment of faith even in the most dangerous of circumstances. But there's, there's one important detail that stands out to me. One phrase that stands out even if he doesn't. See, they were confident in God's character and chose to worship him for who he is over what he does. Can we do that? Let's pick the story back up. They didn't bow down when the music played. They were thrown into the fiery furnace and we pick it back up right after that and it says, But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouts, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed. 
Their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. I don't know. I don't know what type of circumstances you're facing right now. Or what furnace you may be in right now. But I do know, I do know without a doubt that God is standing right beside you. Wanting and willing to help. But here's, here's my challenge this morning. Pray with me. Pray with me right now. Whether you've never prayed before in your life or whether you've given up on praying out of discouragement, right now, pause and simply talk to God. Let's, let's pray those three prayers. Heavenly Father, God, help me to trust your character over my circumstances. And God, help me to see the possibilities when I am surrounded by impossibilities. Heavenly Father, give me the faith to say, even if you don't. Lord, I thank you for these prayers, these dangerous prayers that can help us achieve bold and big and dangerous dreams. In Jesus' name.